Welcome to the Self-Love Breakfast Club, where we have honest conversations about health, wellness, and of course, self-love with amazing women who aren't afraid to give it to us straight. Real life, real advice, and no BS. I'm your host, Crystal Rose, and today I'm serving self-love for breakfast. Hello and welcome back to the Self-Love Breakfast Club. I am so glad you're here. You guys, today is a really cool episode. I was actually a guest on a podcast called Character Combine and it was really fun. It was really cool. I talked about a lot of different things. I even got into my cultish boarding school that I went to. So it's quite a treat. It's kind of a long one. So if you need to feel free to pause it and come back to it later if you don't have, you know, time to fit it all into one chunk. But it's a pretty juicy, juicy episode. So I really hope you guys like it. Before we get into that, I just, you know, it's so funny, you guys. I was sitting here thinking the other day about how far I've come with this podcast. If you have been listening since the very beginning, uh, slight confession, (laughs) This opening part, this part that I am doing right this minute, was actually something that I wrote out completely before. Like I literally sat and I wrote out every single thing I wanted to say, not just like bullet points. Like there were episodes where I fully read like entire paragraphs to this beginning part because I just didn't feel comfortable to just freestyle it, which is so weird because now I feel like I'm able to talk about the things that I want to and not really be that concerned on whether or not it comes out perfect, right? I feel like I have a lot more confidence in this department. So thank you. If you have been on this journey with me this whole time, it's been about a year and a half now, and it's just been something I did not know I needed. And I love this podcast so, so much. I absolutely love it. So I do have my self-love for life program is closing its doors. What is it? January 31st. What are, how many days are in January? Uh, January 31st. Doors are closed and I'm not opening it up again for a year. And a lot can happen in a year. So I don't know if the pricing will stay the same. I don't know if the amount of humans I'm going to allow into the program will stay the same. I don't know what's going to change. So If it's something you feel called to do or you want to speak to me about it now, this year, then get your booty over to my website, crystalrose.com, and you will see there's like a glitter splash that says self-love. You can click on that or you can click on the coaching tab and in the drop down, there's, I think it says one-on-one self-love for life. Click on that. There are testimonials. There's the transformation recipe. Like I said, it is a 10 month transformational, amazing program. And I would love to work with you. If, Like I said, if you feel called to it, if not, we're closing the doors and it's going away until next year. I would love to hear your feedback on this. If you struggle with emotional eating, if you struggle with stress eating, if you have major body image issues, then I am considering opening up a program for that later on this year. So if that's something you that sounds like you'd be interested in it, please DM me in my personal Instagram at Extel Rose and let me know what you think. I would love to hear some feedback on that. 
not to like slam you guys with offers. Like I, (laughs) I want to keep you going, keep you up on everything that's going on. The nutrition, Excel Nutrition is closing our deal for $50 off your first month at the end of this month also. So there is a lot going on. I am in the process of planning my Italy retreat for next year. So, so many good things coming down the pipeline. So many good things. So I really hope that you guys enjoy this episode. Uh, Deb and Josh were so gracious. They were so fun to talk to. They asked some amazing questions. Deb is someone that I have known for a while. Um, We've chatted back and forth through Instagram and I just absolutely adore her. And I was so pumped that she asked me to be on the show. So I hope you guys enjoy it and go give the Character Combine podcast, a like, a follow. This was episode 108. They have a ton of different coaches and athletes on their podcast. I think you guys would really like it. So if you like this episode, definitely go and check them out. And don't forget to like, share, share with all your friends. I would love for all of your friends and family and everyone you know to be listening to the Self Love Breakfast Club. As always, thank you for listening. And I hope you guys love this episode. Crystal Rose is in the house. Crystal, thank you so much for being here. How are you? Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm doing awesome. Awesome, (laughs) awesome, cool. Now you're on the East Coast, right? Yes. So is it, are you at seven o'clock right now? Yeah, it was very dark like four hours ago. (laughs) Sorry, you're like ready for bed and you're like, oh my God, I got a podcast now. (laughs) Yeah, that's, uh, that's always tough with that time difference. We've had one guest that was a friend of mine. She is in the Midwest, but she, we couldn't record with her until 8 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. So she was recording at 10 p.m. her time. So she was, she was a trooper. So we didn't didn't want to do that to you though. (laughs) We're good. We're good. (laughs) Thank you for being here. (laughs) All right, let's go. The first one. So Thanksgiving's around the corner, but by the time our listeners will hear this, Thanksgiving will just almost happen. So if you had to choose on Thanksgiving day, only three dishes to put on your plate, what would they be? Okay. Obviously turkey. Cause what's Thanksgiving about turkey? Um, (laughs) (laughs) I want to say mashed potatoes, but I have to say mac and cheese because like I just love a good creamy mac and cheese. That is my go-to. And I'm definitely going to need something pumpkin, like pumpkin cheesecake. Yeah. Oh, good. Those are good choices. Yes. You ha- I feel like you like <laughs> have them ready. You're like, oh, I know this. I literally <laughs> just finished talking about Thanksgiving dinner with my sister. Like, <laughs> <laughs> That is awesome. See? That was it. Boom. One for one. That was quick. Easy. <laughs> Easy. Crushed it. <laughs> this, one, this one is a little more like... It's funny because I ran these one of these questions by my roommate and she's like, that is a hard one. Okay, so this next one, I don't know. You probably have the answer though. So picture, you're a superhero and your superpower is that you are able to solve one world problem. What would it be? Oh my God, it'd be like my, it'd be literally like what I, my life's mission right now. It just would be a hell of a lot easier. If I can say that. Sorry. <laughs> I would, I would give everyone the unlimited ability of loving themselves. Oh my God. I'll be so much better off if everyone just felt amazing about themselves on the inside. So yeah, that's, that's my mission in life. You're basically, what you're saying is you're basically a superhero now. Oh, I mean, I'm trying. trying (laughs) I don't, if I could just like, that would be easy. Two for two. Well done. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my gosh. Two for two. I think that you cheated. I think you looked at me. I know, right? Like, (laughs) (laughs) 
Thank you for this. <laughs> yeah, no, it's good. Okay, the third one now. I mm-hmm. ask every guest. So I love music. I love just, anyway, I always have a random playlist. But anyway, music touches on a lot of emotions, a lot of feelings. You can hear a song and you're like, yep, that was me yesterday. Or like, yep, that's my life. So I always ask our guests, what is your life song? Like if you could pick one song that is like, this is like me and my life. And sometimes it doesn't have to be your entire life, but maybe it's the season that you are in now. That what kind of song, what song would you pick? Like the song. Wow. Okay. So I'm one of those people who hates having ones like, what's your favorite song? I'm like, there's what? Like, right? like for what? Yeah. Good yeah. Job, um, I know. But, right? <laughs> but I really love, I don't know. It always like gets me. Okay. Wait. So who's that by? Uh, Sia. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Oh, I've heard that song. I just didn't know that that's what it was called. Oh, very yeah. nice. I've got okay. thick skin and an elastic heart. <laughs> I love it. Nice. See? That's a good, that's a good that's call. That's awesome. Yeah. That was a quick answer too. We've had guests oh. literally be like, I don't know. I'm going to have to DM you later. because So, so let, me, let me tell you why I'm really good at answering <laughs> questions really fast. Okay. I used to do improv comedy. So like I was an improv comedian oh. for a couple of years. So That's I awesome. can like <laughs> What? Yeah, I can usually oh match really fast. I don't know if I can tell. That's, <laughs> That's pretty cool. Where did you do it? Uh, San Diego. I lived there for a few years and found a troupe wow. and auditioned and because I'd always done musical theater and, and I love that kind of stuff. So I uh found a troupe and I just joined and there I was for. <laughs> That's awesome. I was, oh I was not expecting this. Direction. <laughs> Same. <laughs> oh my cool. god! So I can think pretty quickly usually. <laughs> Another thing to add to your hat of all the things. So many you hats. Do. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so hold on. I have a question. Now. This, is, this is what happens. We get sidetracked. Yeah. What you just said just blew my mind. So, as far as like when you're watching movies or like mm. TV shows, can you can you tell what's being like what's ad libbed and what's not like where the actor kind of went off script? I think sometimes like yeah. there are certain comedians that I know are like love doing that. And so you yeah. can definitely tell like when that happens or when they have yeah. like a really good witty uh-huh. joke that you're like, someone didn't write that. Like, I love that stuff. So I've never had a, like an actual person who's done it to ask. Cause that was, this is fun. I'm going to, I'm going to let you, I'm going to let the interview continue on because I can keep going through it for a while. So. <laughs> That's very cool though. That's awesome. Thank that you. is so cool. Well, you survived the warm-up questions. Good job. <laughs> easy enough. You made it. Yeah. You made it look easy. So now we get to the fun stuff. So now what we get into are questions just all about you because we want to know about you. But just one, the first question we normally ask our, we ask our guests is just please tell us just like your fitness background, if you have an athletic background, and just kind of how you got to where you are today. I know that's a broad question. But yeah. Let's just start with the day you were born. <laughs> 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 so yeah, this, right. There's <laughs> whatever you want to tell us about your fitness background and just how you are the person you are today. Yeah. So growing up, I never really did anything like fitness, like fitnessy. I guess my mom did like step Reebok, and I would, you know, I'd do that like <laughs> once yeah. in a while for funsies. But when I got into musical theater, I got pretty into dance, um, and we just had to be like really on point physically for that. So that was probably my first like real taste of, of fitness was two hours of dance class in the morning, three or four hours of rehearsal, two to three hours of a show. And, you know, sometimes we were doing that, 
you know, four or five days a week. And we also had to wait table. It was just a lot. Um, and this was when I was like 16 through 18 or so. So that was really fun. And it kind of gave me that, but I didn't see it as like fitness because working out, I was just like, not interested, you know, like we did the grind, uh, MTV's the grind workout, um, at boarding school like, to get us, <laughs> get us up in the morning. So nothing real big. And then all through my early twenties, I was just yo-yo dieted and, and ran on the treadmill. I thought that's what fitness was. And it wasn't until about maybe like nine years ago or so, eight, eight years ago, I got dragged kicking and screaming into a CrossFit gym. <laughs> and my husband, who was my boyfriend at the time, just kind of was like, hey, I'll buy you a pair of shoes if you stick around for the first 30 days. And I was like, done, let's go. Done. <laughs> That's a great way to get a girl to do. Yeah, what yeah the- I'm like, okay. any pair of shoes? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> so I did it. I did their like foundations class. I got, you know, taught how to do some of the compound lifts and whatnot. And then after he's like, so yeah, you're going to keep doing this. And I was like, no, I'm good. Can I have my shoes, please? Oh, shoes <laughs> Stay up. <laughs> Not interested. About six months later, I was on their email list, apparently, and they had sent out this email being like, CrossFit light, no barbells, only dumbbells and kettlebells. And I was at the point where I just, I was tired of, I was tired of, of the crap. You know, I was like, okay, I need to get, I need to do something. So this is better than picking up a barbell because yeah. ew, girls shouldn't do that right it <laughs> <laughs> was like warped perception yeah. of fitness and I went in and for a couple of months I got really super conditioned I did that it was enjoyable and you know I always scroll I always scrolled through Instagram for inspiration and you always see these like teeny tiny girls with their like perfect little bodies and I just wanted so badly to look like that but I my body just physically genetically is just not doesn't doesn't work. And I finally stumbled across this woman and she had like thicker legs. And I was like, what? And she lifts barbells. Okay. Like, wait. (laughs) So it kind of like reframed my, my whole view of picking up a barbell and lifting. And that's when I just was like, okay, I'm going to switch into the regular CrossFit groups. And, you know, I started doing that. I started just like lifting and I loved it. And I was so, happy that I found something that I could, you know, show my strength on the outside and not just on the inside anymore. I could actually be really physically strong. And it was just so empowering to me. So I kind of like just went down that road for a while and I'm a program hopper. I, <laughs> I've done like CrossFit stuff. I've done like the bodybuilding stuff. Um, I love Olympic lifting and some of the heavier, you know, powerlifting stuff. So I just got really, really into it and like really passionate, which led me down that nutrition rabbit hole. I wanted to learn about that and like, what does it really take to lose weight or gain weight or put on muscle? And Mm -hmm. also I had, like I said, I'd been a yo-yo dieter for so long and I just was sick of it. I was like, there has to be something that like I need to break free from this whole either crazy on a diet and restrictive or just like off the rails face planting into pizza you know (laughs) (laughs) so that kind of led me down the nutrition rabbit hole and that's pretty much you know fitness for me I've just been lifting and and working out ever since Uh, for me it's not something I punish myself with it's not something that I oh, I have to work out. It's like, no, it's just part of my day. It's part of my life. And you know what? If if my day is crazy and I just can't make it in there, I can't make it in there. And I just figure it out. And some days, some weeks we have two days a week and some weeks we have five and it's great. Yeah. And I love that, you know, but it makes me feel good and it helps me to feel good about myself 
physically and mentally, emotionally, spiritually, all that. So yeah, hopefully that answered the question. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yeah. Crystal, we we're going to do this the whole show. We're going to talk over each other, (laughs) like interrupt each other. So sorry ahead of time. That's why I don't have a co-host, right? I'd be like, (laughs) yeah, yeah. Yeah. I know. I'm sorry. To, well, I'm sorry to rethink the whole co-host thing too. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I've already tried to quit so many times, Crystal. Okay, still there. <laughs> um, sorry. Sometimes we're worried that we make our guests uncomfortable because Josh and I will bicker a lot. So just a heads up. Really, I don't, I don't, it's I don't get really thing. hard it's, to make me uncomfortable. I was gonna say okay. she did improv. Like, yeah, like she's cool. Oh yeah, that's yeah. She's ready yeah, for the unexpected. Right. It's all good. Yeah. Right. Well, I was just thinking, like you're like I tried everything. I did like the bodybuilding, the um, powerlifting. Was there a favorite or do you just like to just straight up lift? Do you have like hit workouts that you like to do? Like what is like your favorite workouts? I do love CrossFit. I, I love it because it mm. just changes all the time and it's never the same thing. So that I really do love. I love Olympic lifting. It's just so, like I'm terrible at it. Like <laughs> I feel like you you never get good at Olympic. There's always something to fix. So I like that about it. And we just got Pelotons. So Ooh. I'm currently yeah, yeah. very in love with the Peloton. So I don't, I don't have like a, you know. Right. You mix it up. It's good. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, boxing too. I did box for a year oh. until COVID came and ruined everything. So, oh, <laughs> bummer. We actually just had someone on that owns a boxing club here in Sacramento, and uh, he's got a pretty crazy story. But he, I mean, he kind of it was one of those, I don't know how you how you got into the boxing thing, but I know he was telling us that he was stuck. Uh, it was like a delayed flight, and they're like, "Well, let's just go work out somewhere." And they started boxing. It's like, "Oh, we yeah. love this." Was it the kind of the same thing for you? Did you just kind of accidentally find it, or was it something you were interested in? It was like. I was interested in it and I went to like a nine round, which I did not like. I, I don't want you to oh. talk to me when I'm working out. Like, please sure. don't encourage me. Like, just be quiet. Like, yeah, <laughs> I'm yeah. already here. You know, <laughs> like right. my whole thing is like, it's, I'm physically in the building. Like, I'm going to work out. I'm going to get a good workout in. Like, yeah. I don't need your cheering or pushing yeah. me harder or any of that. Like, just yeah. go away. I ended up having to leave the nine round because the owner was like, would follow me around and try to like make me do burpees in between rest period. I'm like, go away. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. I want to punch a bag. That's why I'm here. You have punching bags. I want to punch it. Like, I'm not here for the burpees. I can do that anywhere. And then I ended up finding a gym that had like one-on-one just personal training, but it was boxing. And so I worked with my coach Shane for about a year and he was like the perfect balance of like encouraging, but not annoying yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and not too hardcore like I don't care what real fighters do like just let me I've done kickboxing before but not like boxing boxing mm-hmm. but it is really good it's a good rush for sure yeah it's fun yeah, oh my yeah gosh. absolutely it's awesome I like the fun stuff you know stuff that doesn't like yeah. really feel like working out sometimes I mean CrossFit isn't that. It funny. like tricks you, right? Right. Yeah. Like a lot. Of, a lot of people say that, right? Like I've heard people say. Uh, I had a professor one time. She's like, I hate running. She said, but yeah. if you put a basketball in my hands and we, you know, we run like a three on three, five on five game, I'll run all day up yeah. and down the court. So it is a weird thing, right? Like if you find something you love to do, yeah, I get you to do the thing that you hate doing if it's disguised enough. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you can put me in a nightclub with, I don't even need to drink or anything. Four hours and I will just, I used to go-go dance way back in the 20s, oh, when I was in my 20s. And yeah. I would just, I get, I was like, what? I get paid to dance? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, on a box? Like, yes. That's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> um, I did want to go back to something you said. So as you were kind of sharing your story about how you got into fitness. So obviously mm. it started off, it was a, a pursuit of the shoes. 
from your then your then yeah. boyfriend. <laughs> and then you said you saw an example of someone on Instagram that kind of it's like almost like the shoes and your boyfriend kind of got you started, but then the passion came from this example that you saw of this person on Instagram, which is really I think interesting to hear because it shows the power one of social media mm. and I guess you can look at it both ways. You had said at one point that you had this idea of what the perfect body image looked like with all of these really thin, specific body typed women. But it, that was almost like a more frustrating example. But mm. then once you saw this other example of this woman that you could relate to more, all of a sudden it was like, oh, now I have a passion for fitness. So it's just, I guess I don't really have a question. It's more just, I guess it's a really interesting example of the power of social media and, and how we use it and how it can potentially inspire or have a negative effect on someone, if that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, and you know, honestly, like some of these girls, like they can't help the fact that they're teeny tiny, like they right, can't help that, right. you know, I mean, right. they're beautiful and I hate the whole skinny shaming thing. I think that's right. ridiculous also, but I know women who aren't like super jacked out muscly, but are really, really strong, you know, like there's such a range. And I think it was like, it was a very positive thing for me to just see someone who looked more like me. I've always had larger legs and and an athletic build. And I would got asked all the time, like, do you play soccer? And I was like, what? No, (laughs) (laughs) I just had bigger, you know, more muscular legs. I was built like my dad. So like short and stocky, I'm like a chicken nugget, you know? So So I just found that really, I found that really encouraging that, Hey, here's someone with a similar body type and like, maybe I can't look like, and, and still, I don't think you should now, I don't think you should really strive to look like another person because you don't know what your body looks like when you get to a certain level of whatever. But at the time it was like, Oh, genetically, like that's not possible, but Hey, this is reasonable. Like this looks possible for me and she looks amazing. So yeah, it was, it was really encouraging. And like, Social media, man. <laughs> yeah. Right. yeah. So this is the perfect segue then into the next question I want to ask, you know, talking yeah. about, you know, different body types and sizes and just, you know, for you, like you're like, I had bigger legs, like more muscly legs. So your clothing brand, Rebellia, mm. I want you to tell our audience just how Rebellia came about and what the brand stands for. And just, uh, yeah, because yeah. I love it. Um, I got a closet full of Rebellia. <laughs> right, <Yay. right> now. <laughs> I love it. The most comfortable jeans, everybody. Yeah. Just letting you know. So anyway, go ahead. Um, tell yeah. the audience about that. Oh, man. So Rebellia really came about like after I was about a year or so into my fitness journey and my body had changed. And I was finally for once in my life happy with how I looked and happy with how I felt. And I had like $300 in gift cards to a department store and I needed to do some shopping. I hated in-person shopping. I hated it so much, but I put like two hours on my calendar and I was like, okay, we're going to do this. I need to get some, you know, summer stuff. I have an event in Spain I'm going to like a wedding. So I was like, I need to go buy stuff. So I went and I spent two hours and I like moved through every department (laughs) except for plus size in that store. And everything was just a little bit weird. Like the waist would be giant, but my button thighs would be getting strangled or like it would be gapy in certain spots or, you know, my lats wouldn't zip in a dress. And I was just like, what is this? (laughs) And I was so mad because, you know, this is the first time in my life that I was in a dressing room and I could like see myself, you know, half naked trying on clothes and being like, Hey girl. Yeah. You know, and (laughs) nothing fit. And I'm like, this is ridiculous. Like what? I worked so hard. I love how I look. And now I can't even, I can't even wear clothes to like show off how I feel because nothing fits me, at least not properly. And 
I just was really discouraged. Like I had tears in my eyes because I just felt like I shouldn't have to settle. This is ridiculous. And, you know, I'm like, someone should really do something about this. (laughs) Not me because I I did not want to. (laughs) I had like two businesses at the time that I was like, I was actually moving out of them and closing them down. and, And this was going on. And I'm like, no, I can't, I can't pursue this. And then two weeks later, I was like, okay, why not me? You know, why not me? Maybe this is my, maybe this is what I'm going to be when I grow. (laughs) (laughs) The other two businesses aren't working out. Like maybe this is the path I should be on. And I knew nothing. I knew nothing about clothing. Uh, I thought we would make it at first. Apparently that is a really, really, really bad plan to custom. Like we wanted to do custom to measurement clothing. That was a very expensive, bad idea. (laughs) And we ended up launching with the idea that we would, I would curate the pieces by wholesale and then we would tailor them to fit based on measurements. Mm -hmm. Again, a great idea in theory, not so great um, in execution Mm -hmm. because, you know, people don't want to, you know, if you don't have PayPal on your website, people are like, nope. And they scroll (laughs) on, you know, like no one's going to jump out of bed to find out what their bust size is. So we, you know, we had to move that around too, but I just was like, I can't be the only one with this problem there. I know there are other women having this problem and no one's solving it. And so why not me? And I didn't know what I didn't know. And now I know a lot more, but I still have plenty I have no clue about. <laughs> um, but, you know, we, we, we found a groove and I touch and feel every piece. And what a lot of our customers do not see is if I get something in because I saw it from a vendor online or I didn't get to touch it and it comes in and it doesn't fit right, I eat that. You know, I mean, there's a lot of trial and error here because our goal is to make sure that women with athletic bodies just can have know that with confidence that when they buy something from us it's going to fit them unless for some reason they didn't look at the size chart I don't know whatever you know but generally speaking they should be able to buy something from our site have it fit be in love with it feel comfortable feel confident all of that yeah well, you know what? Something that caught my eye when I, um, you know, it's funny is I think I bought a dress a few years ago mm. and, um, but so this was my bad because I didn't measure myself. No, oh. listen, like I didn't measure, okay. I did not do the measurements. <laughs> so it came in and it was just a little too small. So I, I gave it as a gift to one of my friends who's a little more petite than I am. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm so dumb. That was so stupid. And so I'm like recently revisiting. Was um, this when we were taking, when you were having to do your measurements or was this just based on the size chart? Maybe it was the measurements, but you have a size chart now. Yeah. Yeah. That's what you have. So I think it was the measurements, but I was going to say the thing that caught my eye, it it was um, because you had the measurement or the size chart to me, I was like, Oh, Oh, this is legit. They're going to make it fit me perfectly. And so so (laughs) I just want to, no, I just want to let you know that to me, that was like a legit thing in terms of, you know, this is something I want to do, but now, but anyway, fast forward to now I, look at the size chart correctly and I measure myself correctly and seriously everything fits perfectly I was like awesome. I'm like shocked when it came in just like you like I've always had issues going into clothing stores and things not fitting right like it same thing with you like either it's too small in the waist mm, and then too yeah. big in the legs or something but um anyway so I just wanted to applaud you thank you for changing yeah. that yeah we actually me. <laughs> I mean and one of the reasons why we we changed from that model too is that like you know if you have a 29 inch waist then if we if we 
tailor something to exactly 29 inches or whatever, you know, like some people might like it looser. Some people might like, and it just, you know, it just didn't, it didn't work. And now we hand measure every single piece Mm -hmm. that comes through our doors just for like absolute accuracy. Yeah. So good. I'm glad everything fits good now. Oh my gosh. It's perfect. I'm like, what dress was it? Yeah. (laughs) Well, well, like really, and before, I know, <laughs> well, before Josh, I know Josh has a question, but like, I seriously got them all in and I'm, cause I'm used to sending stuff back. Like mm-hmm. everything I get online, I hate, and I hate shopping in the store, just like you. And so my roommate, I was like, okay, like, I'm just going to see what fits. Like, I'm just going to see which ones fit. And it was like a package of like six things. You're and then I tried them all on it. <laughs> well, and that, Every single one of them fit. And I kept coming out of the room, look, this fits. And I'd go try it on something else. This fits. And she's like, yeah, it fits. Isn't there a size chart? You did it right. I was like, I think I did it right this time. Anyway, it was just very exciting. (laughs) so funny. (laughs) Well, and it's just like a self-confidence thing, you know? So just letting you know that. Thank you from me, at least. Thank you. That makes me, that makes me so happy to hear. I mean, that's our goal. Like that's our ultimate goal. It crushes my soul when someone is like, this just didn't fit. I'm like, no. Yeah, I mean that's it's kind of cool just hearing you talk about that and in your experience going to the store and just like you said going to every section and just nothing. I mean it's kind of crazy, right? Because like your clothing brand, like you said, the whole purpose is to make people like the self love thing, right? Like mm, yeah, by yourself. But what is it doing to a person that's going to a store and struggling to find clothes that fit or struggling to find clothes that make them feel good? Mm-hmm. It's like it's developed. They're like create like there's anxiety being built up inside of them as they're looking for clothes. Right. And it's just like, mm-hmm. what a, what a horrible thing to feel. But if you're, like you said, your brand can eliminate that stress, then that person is like one step closer to that self-love that you talk about all the time. Which yeah. is kind of cool. Um, yeah. I did want to ask Deb, how did you, how did you discover the brand in the first place? And now that I'm thinking about it, I think it was three years ago, not four years ago. I stumbled across rebellious clothing. I don't know if it was an ad on Instagram. Hmm. Or I don't, I, I, but I specifically remember what apartment I was in. I remember the time period in my life. I seriously do. Cause I remember looking and scrolling and being like, Oh, 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 this is cool. Because I was and at the time. So, so I used to competitively power lift mm. and I was still at the time when I found you, I wasn't competitively lifting, but I was still lifting a lot and I was macro counting. I was trying to gain more, what more, more muscle. So I was just like playing around with, if I wanted to be leaner or, or like, you know, bulk up just a little bit for my size and I hated all of my clothes all of them like yeah. except unless they're like workout like sweats you know like yeah you know I, I'm a PE teacher so I wear workout clothes all the time and yeah. so but to like going out clothes anyway <laughs> so I think it was an ad but I just remember right away seeing it on Instagram and I don't know I don't think I followed your personal account until later like I didn't see your personal account but I did I was following Rebellia years ago so I think it was an That's ad awesome. I hmm. think yeah awesome yeah. yeah. So, so thank you. Thank it seems God. Like, it seems like- <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, I wear leggings like 90% of the time. Like I, it's not mm-hmm. like we're expecting women to just like wear real clothes all the mm-hmm. time, but it's like, Hey, when you want to wear real clothes, like you sh- it shouldn't be hard. It just shouldn't yeah. be a struggle, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like, sure. I don't know. I don't know like the ins and outs of this type of stuff, like with a company like yours, but it seems like just based on everything that's dead, like my only example is, is what Deb has said about your brand. But it seems like one of the really cool things that happens with brands like yours is in a way creates a community 
like around the brand, right? Because you have people with very similar stories. People hear your story, people have their own stories and then share. And then they kind of, you know, by word of mouth explain, Mm -hmm. Hey, you're having trouble with the clothes thing and not fitting your athletic body. Hey, check this out. And then it's like, it's one of those just cool things that grows and grows because people are, you know, find each other that are having a similar battle oh, yeah. with that. So do you guys have a pretty strong oh, yeah. community? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like my girls are ride or die. Like they are That's awesome. the best. Yeah. <laughs> They're, I just like, I'm like, these are like a thousand of my best friends, you know? <laughs> That's really cool. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, we have, um, we have a private Facebook group and, it's just so fun in there. You know, we keep things like really light. And of course, you know, if people need support, we want them to know that they can come in and and get that. And, you know, we have an ongoing meme thread. So we just laugh all day. And of course, you know, I post about stuff that happens in the store Mm -hmm. and what we're coming out with. But I mean, some of these girls have known me or followed me or became friends with me years ago or, you know, way before this, before I started Rebellia. And a lot of them are what are what really kind of like, I guess, qualified Rebellia for me. You know, I didn't know if this was something I should really pursue and if anyone would really want it. And so I, I asked them and I put up a, a crowdfunding campaign just to more validate my idea and not to be like, I really need your money, but more like, Hey, like, this is what I want to do. This is my idea. Like this is where we're going right now. And like, maybe we'll get better and shift directions, whatever. And I just put like the very minimum thing to contribute was $10 and it just put them in the group. So we started there and okay. we've been doing it for, I mean, I think we launched officially our website in May of 2017. I got the idea in, in August of 2015. <laughs> uh, we changed our business model in like May of 2018. So we've been running with this one for a couple of years, but our group has grown, you know, girls have become friends offline. It's really beautiful. Like I owe them everything and they're everything to me. Did you explain already what the, what the name or how you got to the name or what the name means? Rebellia. Yeah. So (laughs) it's funny because like, it's for me, I I felt like, you know, it was still at the time, like pretty rebellious for a woman to lift weights. And Mm -hmm. I just kind of felt like it was like Mm -hmm. female rebellion, you know? Um, So that's where kind of rebellia came into play. Cool. Very cool. Very simple, but perfect. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> Love it. Well, and it, but it stands out too, because I was like, ooh, Rebellia. Like, what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what caught my attention as well. So you are in transition of not leaving the nutrition coaching world, but more so, and then correct me if I'm wrong, but more so going into like, like a emotional wellness coaching yeah. world. Yes. Okay. And so what, okay. So, so my question is like, when did you know you wanted to just help people just more on the deeper emotional level? In nutrition coaching, you know, I have some, I have some one-on-one clients who are just absolute cyborgs. I mean, they hit their numbers. They are perfect every week. Like change things, you know, like they just, and then I have some that, you know, would hide from me for weeks at a time or, and just not check in or, or just really, really struggled to hit their numbers and and be consistent. And I could not figure out how to help them. And I just Mm -hmm. wanted so badly for them to have success. And, and it wasn't like an ego thing, like, oh, if you fail, I fail. It was more of just like, I just want this for you so bad, you know, especially like me feeling good about who I am and in my body. I, I want that for other people. And I, it kills me when, when I don't see that in someone. So, you know, that was already a frustration. And when I went into the certification, and this is like, not like a, oh, you take a test and, you know, like 12 hours of work, like this is a 400 hour course. It took 10 months. 
I just finished my last like class in it and I graduate in a couple weeks with my certification. I mean, I've had 30 hours of like practice, the practicum um, hours that I had to complete. So it's a lot. And at first I was just like, I knew that there was a portion, a business portion. And the woman who coached me, I was like, she knows what she's doing. So yeah, I just, I'm just going to sign up for the business portion and she'll teach me how to grow my nutrition coaching thinking like, I don't need your, I don't need your curriculum, whatever it is. It can't be that great. Right. <laughs> like, Hey ego, I'm the best. I know everything. So um, the first three months of this certification was doing the work yourself because you cannot help other people to heal if you are not healed or healing. And I have done a lot of personal development over the years. And I had literally just been like, I'm done with personal development for a little bit because my head felt like a pretzel. And she was just like, like her first words in the first module were personal development does not happen in your head. It happens in your body. And I was like, huh. <laughs> That's what I just did. Huh. <laughs> and I had no idea what the heck that meant. And so I was like, okay, whatever. I already, I signed up. I paid a bazillion dollars for this. I'm, I'm in it. Like I don't have the time, but we're going to make it because, you know, okay. And it was absolutely incredible. I have struggled over the years with, with anxiety and depression and, you know, just so much on the inside. And this broke me free. For the first time in my life, I felt happiness as a state of being. And I had never felt that before. I had felt happy with a person or happy with a job or happy with a thing, but never just like happy in alignment and just feeling like I'm where I need to be. There was always, I have to be there. I have to go there. I have to do that. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, what is this sorcery lady? (laughs) (laughs) And yeah, and so like moving through you know, the, the healing part. And then we moved into like learning the curriculum and how to coach others. And the healing is still going on in my own life and in my own body. And as I'm going through all of this and we got to the business part and I was like, Oh, I know all of that. What? <laughs> like, this isn't new really. Yeah. But the energy had shifted and it was crazy because my energy just changed so much and I was so chill and I'm watching Rebellia do better and better and better and I'm just watching things in my life improve and I wasn't hustling and I wasn't working oh I gotta do I gotta make this goal like nothing and I'm just like oh wow okay and by now at this point when something comes online for me and I'm starting to feel maybe untethered or stuck or something is going on like I can quickly get like to what the root of it is and move through it. And it's been a game changer for me on, a, on such a personal level. And so now I'm like, this is a gift I have to, I know I can give other people. I know I can deliver this gift. Um, just even seeing in my, my practice sessions versus my internal with my other, we, there's a bunch of us, we call them sister coaches. So when we worked with each other, it was crazy. It was like, cause we're so wide open. Right. So it was like, <laughs> like everyone's having breakthroughs and stuff. And when I worked with people on the outside, it was like a little baby scratching of the surface and I'm blowing their minds. And I'm like, you guys have no idea what I can do for you, like what we can do together, but you know, so it's been really crazy. I did not expect to be here. And that's where I had to realize that, Hey, listen, nutrition is so important. There's a lot of people who really do need a good plan. Um, I developed a, a program that's 
it's not counting macros because not everyone wants to do that. And it's easy and it's simple and there are no restrictions. I created that thinking that's what I would be coaching. And now that's what I hired coaches to help people with. And so whatever area of life people are at, we can, we can meet them where they're at. But for me, knowing what I can do and how I can help people, it just didn't feel right to just keep people keeping helping people at like the surface at the behavior level, because some people need deeper than that. Yeah, because well, because if you think about it, like, not I mean, I'm not saying and it's different for everyone, right? Mm -hmm. That usually the nutrition part for some people, it is a like a triggering thing in terms of deeper issues. Yeah. If, yeah, like I just like when I was macro counting years ago, I haven't done it in a long time. I tried it again when COVID hit because I was bored. Like I had <laughs> nothing else to do. I was, and I was not eating good. So I was like, okay, I've macro counted before. Let's do this. But I quickly caught myself. So I did it a few years ago just because it was something I could control. Mm -hmm. right? So for me, that for me, it was, I couldn't control other things in my life. So I could yeah roll my macros. And so I did it religiously for about a year, year and a half, like no joke, only taking breaks, like every other weekend, like even the holidays, I was like, Nope, mm. can't eat that. Like, it was just very, I was very strict about it. And everyone's like, what is wrong with you? I'm like, can't eat that. <laughs> nope. And so anyway, I was not fun. But now this time around during COVID, I think I macro counted for like a month. And then I'm like, <laughs> I'm good. I don't need to yeah. do this. Like I'm just I'm not bored anymore. I've, you know, work is starting back again. So it was different this time around. I had some deeper issues resolved um, yeah. for the most part. So, but I see the connection. So I see how important it is to have the emotional well-being part. See, every so I think that's really smart for your business. Yeah, every destructive behavior that we have as humans, it doesn't matter if it's emotional eating mm -hmm. or disordered eating. I mean, that's a big one, right? But perfectionism, self-sabotage, mm -hmm. lashing out in anger, people pleasing, like these are all things that are coping mechanisms for something deeper. And right. our brains are only one part of the equation. And most of us believe that our brain and our head and our mental wellness and our, and our mindset work is where all the work is done. And our brain is just the loudest. It's not us. Mm -hmm. It's part of us. Mm -hmm. And some of us, you know, when with practice, I mean, now I can kind of step back and take a vantage point and like observe my thoughts which is super weird concept at first. I'm like, what do you mean? I, I am my thoughts, but you're not. Yeah. And our brains, you know, we have this 4 million year old lizard brain that has one goal and that's survival. Keep us alive. Mm -hmm. And so when we get scared, our brain is like, ah, we're going to die. And so we just like shut down. No, we can't do that. Cause that's scary. And what if we die consciously, we're not thinking what if we die, but our brain is, you know, like we turn a corner and see right. a bear, like <laughs> back right. thousands of years ago, it's that same yeah. flight or fight or flight response. So yeah. our brain is not in charge. It just yeah. gets to be, we let it be in charge. And, and so when there's something going on that's deeper, our brain's like, yeah, no, we don't want to do that. So we're not going to go there. We're fine. We're <laughs> over it. <laughs> We're over that now. Why would we return? You know, meanwhile, our body is still wounded and still needs healing. And that's, that's what I get to help people with. That's great. Wow. That's awesome. And like I said, that's a great addition to the nutrition coach part. Yeah. You get to, you get to do the fun stuff now. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. 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 So yeah. cool. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I had a thought. I, I lost it. I, <laughs> Go I ahead, can Deb. cover you there. I got lots of questions. Yeah, You're like, wow, wow. I don't know what to say now. It was there and, and it just, it just, yeah, no. I'm, just I'm listening and uh, yeah, I got so distracted by what you were talking about. So that's a good <laughs> <Yeah>. thing. <laughs> well, I mean, so, okay. 
I'm very interested in about this next part. And like, I think at one point you had posted something about like, should I talk about this on my podcast? And I was like, mm. yes, yes, yes. I was like, <laughs> I kept getting, yes, talk about it, please. I'm so curious. Anyway, you had talked about, um, you went to a boarding school, mm. but correct me if I'm wrong. I think you said that it has since, since you've been there, it has since shut down and is actually technically classified as a cult, a place. Yeah, I guess some or something. I guess yeah. someone who's of that authority classified it. Easy. <laughs> so okay, so I'm just like start from the beginning. Tell me, tell us everything. What, how, like, what? Why did you go there? And like, what? I mean, what was that like? I've never been to boarding school. I have no idea. Yeah. So if you had asked me like three years ago why I got sent away to boarding school, I would have mm-hmm. been like. I don't know. I was told I was a bad kid, you know, (laughs) but if we look at all the factors that make a kid bad, like drugs, alcohol, sex, like those were all things that I was like terrified. Wow. Like I tried Bailey's because it was delicious, you know, but like I wasn't, I was offered drugs plenty of times and I was that person that you could not peer pressure. I was like, ew, I'm not doing that. Like, (laughs) you're not cool. And I was like, guess I'm not cool. Like, cause I just didn't (laughs) want to, I didn't like it, you know? And my grades were depending on what class it was. They were either amazing or not so great if it was math. You know, I didn't really get along with well with my sister that much. So I really, I just knew that my mom thought I was like the worst kid on the planet and had everyone convinced that I was the worst kid on the planet. Mm-hmm. Turns out my mother is bipolar and we didn't know um, that until a few years ago. Oh, wow. So yeah. So okay. she had, I guess, in her mind decided that I was mm. the worst Wow. And this is high school? Out of control. Yes. This was, um, so about a month after my 15th birthday, I woke up at 4am and there were, there was a man and a woman standing at the foot of my bed. Oh, geez. Yeah. Oh my God. (laughs) I was like, what? So scared. At first I thought it was like hallucinating because I, I do that sometimes. Um, but no, they were real. And they were like, Hey, Crystal, we're here to take you to your new school. And I was like, I take the bus, but thanks. And they were like, no, your new school. And they basically escorted me out of my, out of my home. My mother had left in the middle of the night. She didn't want to be there to see it. My dad and my aunt were there. And I was just sobbing. I like cried the whole four hour car ride. Like I just, I was like, I'm being kidnapped. My parents made someone to kidnap me. Like, I didn't know. And I arrived at this, like, like through the iron gates onto this like sprawling property. Yeah. Was it within the same state? Sorry to interrupt. It was, like- it was the next state over. Okay. okay, okay. So I get oh, there and God. I go, they, you know, I'm in a meeting suddenly and like my parents are, have arrived because they took a, they took a plane. My father had his pilot's license. So they took a plane and got there before me. And yeah, they're like basically telling me that I, I live here now and I'm going to this school. And I was just like, what do you say? You know, what do you say? And so I got brought down to my dorm and like, this is like literally like my first like hour of being there. So I got strip searched. I had to like bend over and cough because, you know, if I had any contraband, which I was like, that's I what they do in prison. Yeah. Right. Uh, <laughs> and they had to search oh through my God. all of my clothes that were packed, which my mom had like went out and bought some ugly clothes to send me with. So thanks for that. Not anymore. No, make yeah. sure it was all appropriate and like yeah. nothing was like frayed or stained or whatever. Sure. And, you know, make sure I wasn't smuggling anything in, which I hadn't even seen that suitcase before in my life. So no. And I like go and I, I go into this like lobby area, like almost like this living room area, area with like all these couches, like four couches kind of set up in like a square. And there's like 30 girls in here and everyone's like sitting on like either a metal chair and like, 
or in one of these couches or whatever. And I'm just like, Hey, and I like came and sat, I was told, you know, sit down or whatever. And some of the person who brought me smacked the hand of another girl and was like, and then that first girl left. Right. So I just smacked hands and it turns out they passed me off. I was passed off because I was new. So I was called a buddy. I was buddied. So I get passed off to this girl and I'm just like, I don't know like where I am, what is happening. Like, and I had no, I mean, I was not the kind of person who was really touchy feely. And so like, I'm seeing all these girls like playing with each other's hair, like rubbing each other's shoulders, like arms, like legs, like flung across each other. And I'm like, did my parents send me to an all-girl lesbian school? Like, <laughs> oh my god! Which, like, I was like, they did this. They did this to punish me because I like boys. Like, what? You know? Oh no, god. we were just all just very comfortable, like, with themselves and each other, and like, you know, oh getting god. getting themselves taken care of, and, and that was fine. Wow. Um, I just didn't know. I wasn't where the heck, where am I? And the meeting ended because they were in a meeting, and like, they asked me to introduce myself, and then they all went around the room and introduced themselves, mm-hmm. and some had little funny, scary things to say because that's what you do when like new people show up and (laughs) at the end someone goes can we stand (laughs) and the dorm parent goes yep and then everyone stood and I was like wow Wow. you have to ask to stand (gasps) so that and this was like so out of context for me because like I said I was brand new I had no idea what was going on and what had happened was this group had gotten in trouble because someone ran away and after someone runs away, there's like this whole meeting of like, who's responsible? Did anyone know? Did anything happen? And if they're determined like negligent, then they get what was called farmed. And so until they work it out and can be trusted again or whatever, they're farmed. And you have to ask to sit, stand, read, write, cross your ankles, just like basic, basic things. You have to bring food back to your dorm to eat. You don't eat in the dining room with other people. You don't go to school in the school building with other people. You bring it back to the dorm. So that was my first experience was like a full month of like not being allowed to have makeup or do anything, like asking to do everything. I remember my first, uh, the F word, we could not say the F word. If you said it, like the world stopped and you had to pay a dollar. And then you could like move on again. So this, I learned this at like 2 a.m. when I was like, what are we doing? When all 30 girls are sitting in the hallway because one girl had to go to the bathroom (laughs) in the middle of the night. (laughs) I'm like, oh my God, what world am I in? Like, (laughs) this is like 24 hours. And it was crazy. I mean, like I, I, this is a whole separate podcast episode, but yeah, I mean, within like a couple of days, I had seen a group of the girls who were in a separate dorm upstairs go running out the building, all of them wearing sheets because they weren't allowed to wear clothes at the time. (laughs) They were sheeted. They all had to wear sheets. I'm just like, wow, I have to, I have to be here for how long? Oh my so, God. Yeah. It was really like, I mean, I've talked with therapists, of course, afterwards mm-hmm. and definitely some PTSD going on with that. I had some really beautiful friendships. I learned a lot. There was a lot of hit group therapy like every mm-hmm. single day and sometimes mm-hmm. more depending on if you were in trouble or not. But yeah, I learned a lot about understanding other people and it was very group consequence based. So, you know, mm. if, if you did something wrong and I saw you do it, well, I can get in trouble for it now too. So mm. I have to tell on you or you, if mm. you don't tell on yourself, like I have to tell on you, you know, so it created right. this whole crazy dynamic, but yeah, there's a lot about that oh. place. <laughs> oh my gosh. I know. I was going to say, I'm sure you could write, like you could write a book, a, a book. series, <laughs> a, yeah, a whole podcast series about that. But I was just curious. Can you tell us what was the school called? It was called the DeSisto School, named after Michael DeSisto. 
And then what class? Right. Well, then what classified it as like what quote? Do you know like what the definition of the quote was? I mean, I would just say because like all of the students had to participate in Mm. Law and Order. I guess you know. I mean, I've restrained people. I helped restrain people when they were getting violent. I mean, that was like a part of it. Like if you're there, you all hands on deck. You know, like it was a lot. So yeah, like all the students really participated in it and the staff and everyone just bought into the philosophy. There was a very certain like philosophy and process that happened. Wow. Were a lot of the people there, did they have similar experiences that you did? Was it kind of the same process where, Hey, in the middle of the night Mm. kind of, you know, snatched up and taken or I mean, (laughs) depending on who they were, I mean, there were some people who honestly should have been in a hospital. They should not have been there. There were people who should have been in prison (laughs) that should not have been there. And then there were like regular kids who like, we're sad. There was a whole mix of us there. It was really wild. But wow. yeah, some were, you know, depending on if they were a violent type, because there were certain areas designated for the more violent kids, they would essentially get escorted. My parents thought I would try to run away. So that's why they had people come get me. I was just, sure. I was scared. Like I was oh, not right. <laughs> not, like I tried to run away a week before, like I got to the um, end of my street and I came back. Like, so I was like, where am I yeah, going to go? Right, like, where are you go? This right. is dumb. You know, like that. I ran to the end of my street and came back. Wow. Did back. you spend, were you there until like your senior year, like graduate, like four years? Yeah. So I was there until I was about 18 and a half. I had run away with my boyfriend actually, um, which mm. we were not allowed to have boyfriends at school, hmm. but I did run away with him when I was 16 and a half. And we both got brought back like Mm. a week later, which is a really long time to be away. Everything I owned got sent to Goodwill because I was gone for more than 24 hours. So I had nothing when I came back. Like, Um, and they lost the clothes that I brought back with me. They conveniently, quote, lost it. (laughs) So I had like no clothes and nothing. And so I knew when I came back that I wanted to run away again, but I knew I'd have to wait until I was old enough because I was the kind of person, and this is my problem, is that um, if I think something's BS, I'm going to call it out. And if Mm -hmm. I don't agree with something, like if it's a rule, sure, I'll follow it. But like, I'm going to tell you, I think it's stupid. It doesn't mean I'm not going to follow it. I just think it's dumb. Like, what's the reason for this? You know, like that didn't go over well. And (laughs) there are are a lot of people that their survival mechanism was be appropriate, call people out. Oh, you abstain. Oh, did you, I thought I saw you doing this. I feel uncomfortable. Are you sure? Like, you know, questioning other people. Mm. And I just wasn't that way. And that wasn't who I was. And so I knew I was not going to graduate. Like the process of graduation was you had to be emotionally ready. Not to mention academically, they kept not giving me the classes I needed. Mm. And so Mm. I was like, I'm going to be stuck here forever. There were people that were like in their early 20s that were still there. So I was just like, okay, I'm after I turn 18, like if I don't get to be in that senior like level which when I got to that point, I was like, I don't want to be a senior with these people. These people are going to rip me to shreds every single day. And I just, I'm not gonna be able to do it. So I packed up my stuff. Mm -hmm. I was in the middle of a dinner theater season and it was really sad because it was like my last couple of shows, but I just Mm. knew I had to get out that week. I couldn't wait any longer or I wouldn't have the opportunity. And so I dragged myself through the woods at like 2 a.m. because I was afraid if I walked on the street that someone would come mm-hmm. by and throw me in a van because they've done that. 
And so I just, I found this like meditation center that was nearby. I used their phone. I had stolen a Rolodex um, that I had found <laughs> at school. <laughs> I had been saving money for like a year that I would find because we weren't allowed to touch more than $2 at a time. Hmm. physically. And so I had, I would, um, get money from tips. Like when I was waiting tables and dinner theater and I would like just hide it in my notebooks. So I had money and I had that Rolodex and I called a girlfriend who had recently been withdrawn and she lived nearby and she just came and got me. And I called my parents. I was like, Okay. And they were like, we were going to come withdraw you in a day anyway. So I was like, yeah, okay, well, I couldn't count on that. And you didn't tell me. So I needed to get out of here. Oh <laughs> my God. Like, I, mean, dramatic. I feel, <laughs> no, like, I feel like this could be a movie. This yeah. is crazy. Oh my yeah. gosh. Well, thank you for sharing all yeah, of that. Sure. That's crazy. That's yeah. a lot. A lot um, of people ask me, they're like, yeah. I don't, how are you not dead in a ditch somewhere? And I'm like, oh my gosh, it's a really good question. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, for sure. What, and I think it, mm. it, it adds a, just another layer to like what you're doing now and why mm. you're doing what you're doing now. Yes. Right. Like it's a very, yeah. it's a very dark layer, but like it does add a, a layer to yeah. understanding like why you're so passionate about self-love or self-esteem dealing with anxiety, all that stuff, because yes. you, you dealt with it at a very, uh, let's say, let's say well, it's a very strange level that most people don't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know I mean? Yeah. Oh, gosh. Crazy. Crazy. Yeah. You're well overqualified. To be. <laughs> no, yeah. seriously, like to, you're like I could probably tell you the worst anxiety I've gone through, and like it ha- it's you know on a on a level of on a certain level, it's like nothing compared to what you went through. So I'm like, yes, you can coach me. You're like like so, like because you've been through it, so that yeah. it further yeah. qualifies you. It's kind of I feel like I fought really hard to get here, and and yeah. I think with this last mm-hmm. year and and getting into my healing and really. Yeah becoming the person I am today I'm so grateful for it but I'm also so excited because I know now I have the tools the real tools not just like I think I can help people and you know the buzzwords and the quotes and stuff but now I'm like I have the real tools to help people and so now I'm like really excited for like this next part of my life because this is all I want to do (laughs) I mean I'm still going to do the other stuff but like this is yeah this is my focus now that's awesome. So like aside from, you know, your life, your emotional wellness, like life coaching certification, what else is new for you in the future? Some upcoming projects, if you want to share or if you I can mean, share with us. That's, that's like the main thing right now. I, I have a program that I'm trying to fill for next year. I want to take 10 women on. I mean, it's not a group thing. It's a one-on-one experience. So I'm trying to bring 10 women who maybe they have the emotional eating situation, or maybe they just hustle for their worth. Like maybe they own a business and they just don't understand why they can't feel successful, you know, they don't feel like they're where they want to be. So I just have a heart for that. So there's that. And I'm planning a retreat for them and others in Italy in 2022. So that's really exciting. But yeah, like for once, I don't have 10,000 different like goals. I'm just like, Hey, I've got my two businesses the nutrition and the, and Rebellia and my podcast and they're all doing great and we're rolling with that. And now I'm going to step into this like new role as a emotional wellness coach, a self-love coach, and hopefully really make a big impact and change some lives. I would love to start speaking eventually once, you know, COVID's over, but to make that impact. Yeah. Right. I do have to ask because Deb mentioned as you were sharing your story about the boarding school that it would mm. be a great movie. Um, yeah. And since you did you did improv and theater and all that, I got to ask if if there was a movie made about you, who would you want to play you? 
It's so funny because like I know who I'd want to play Michael DeSisto and it would be Al Pacino, but he might be a little too old by the time that happened. Um, Um, But you know, what's funny is I always get that. I look like Mila Kunis. Like people always said that I look like her or she looks like her. She's obviously a little more features, but yeah. Yeah, okay. she, she might be too really old and I'm too old to, you know, I'm too old to play. No. Video, so. <laughs> it, it's, it's Hollywood. They can do all kinds of crazy things. So yeah, I think it's a possibility. Okay, cool. Yeah. Cool. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, I just, Crystal, you got four more hours to talk, right? I just have so many questions. <laughs> yeah, my I'm husband's not home. Let's go. No. <laughs> no, I mean, this is great to get you on and stuff. And just, I was... I, tell, I have to confess, I was telling, texting Josh earlier. I was like, oh my God, I'm geeking out. I'm so excited to talk to her. <laughs> so that was, that was a, yeah. Uh, yeah. Word for word. That was the text. So. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> so, I mean, we definitely want to be respectful of your time and everything, but there is one question that we ask our guests just because this is the character combine podcast. We like to ask our guests, you know, what does the word character mean to you? And, you know, if they were like a, a coach, like a sports coach, we would ask, how do you implement character building like within your program and your athletes but maybe for you like so the question could be what does character mean to you and um, maybe crystal like what is a way that you would implement that into your clientele you have a different clientele yeah i mean character to me is just being who you say you are i mean be especially with the internet and social media you know like be who you say you are be the same person you are online that you are in real life i mean there are some things that i keep more private and a little more closer to the vest and not on social media just because like Mm -hmm. I think people need that like you can't put everything out there it's just like too much but be who you say you are and being integrity with yourself means you know if you're going to live a certain way or you're going to practice a certain thing or tell people to do x y and z like it should also apply to you and I'm seeing that play out more in my life now where I get to see how what being integrity with myself and where I'm at right now, what that means and making adjustments in my life. So I really just think, you know, be who you say you are and the rest will. (laughs) Yeah. That's awesome. That's That's really good. And I imagine that like that plays into your, your brand, your clothing brand too, because people Mm -hmm. expect a certain feeling when they buy your clothes. And if you're making those like business decisions with integrity and character, like that all trickles down to your clients that are purchasing your clothes. And if, I guess if you were to like, we've seen all the time, right? Like people with certain brands or businesses, maybe take a a step outside of good character. Like all of a sudden, like their clients, their customers are like, Oh my gosh, like I didn't expect that from them. And it, it kind of, it really hurts the brand yeah. and it hurts the community that you've like this really tight community that you've built. It really hurts that. So it's like a super important thing as a business owner, I feel. Yeah. I mean, my brand's an extension of who I am, you know, exactly. I mean, I don't do it. I don't have to do it. Like I don't right. have to, you know, do it and I don't have to have a business and I could, you know, work a nine to five or Hey, I could sit at home and scrapbook if I really wanted to, you right. know, I don't do it for the money. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I do it because I, I love my customers. I love my girls and I want women to feel really good about themselves. And and I just won't allow bad stuff to go out there. I don't, and, Mm -hmm. and we just don't keep that in our world. So yeah. yeah. 
Well, I appreciate Love it. I personally appreciate Rebellia and all of <laughs> I'm your so glad. <laughs> no joke. I have to scroll through and choose which ones I get to pick because I want all of them, but my teaching salary doesn't allow that. So I have to like pick and I'm like showing my roommate. I'm like, you have to help me pick because I don't know. I want all of them. And so anyway, so I appreciate it. So I know you don't have to do that, but I'm begging you to please keep doing that. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Thank you. Um, so just, I guess, Josh, unless you have a question, Crystal, we normally just ask, like, what are your final thoughts? Like, what is something if you could just say one little thing to our listeners out there or to any, you know, anyone that you can. uh, Yeah, (laughs) it's getting late. Sorry. (laughs) I usually do this about this time, huh, Josh? Although it's not eight o'clock, so I have no excuse. But sorry, I wasn't going to say that. But yeah, yeah, you're right. It's it's a lot earlier today. Yeah, I'm, I'm just still, I'm starstruck. I'm just though. still geeking out that you're here. But um, so what is one last thing you could say to our audience? Any kind of advice or anything? I would say kind of the kick I'm on right now is like, you don't have to do anything you don't want to do. I think a lot of times we think we have to do things, but you don't. And your internal voice, your intuition is always correct, but your brain will try to talk you out of it because mm-hmm. logistics and money and, and fear and all of that. But if you really truly can listen to yourself and what your intuition says you should or should not do, then you will never choose the wrong thing. That's yeah. awesome. That was good. I know. I wanted to pause at the end there for dramatics because that was so good. <laughs> 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 that was good. <laughs> Crystal, where can our listeners follow you? What's your handles? How can they hurry up and get their hands on some rebellia? You can follow my personal account on Instagram, Rose, X-T-A-L-R-O-S-E. You can also go to my website, crystalrose.com. It's C-H-R-Y-S-T-A-L. And that's where you'll find the podcast, which is also on you know Spotify and iTunes and all of that. Yeah. And Rebellia is rebelliaclothing.com. And our Instagram is at rebelliaclothing. Awesome. All of that. This is actually awesome. a perfect, perfect time because uh, let's see, today is... November 13th this mm. comes out on November 17th or no, excuse me, not November 18th. So right before the holidays and all of that. Yeah. So if you have a, an athletic lady in your life. Oh yes. We have an amazing stocking that we are dropping on black Friday and it is full oh. of goodies Ooh. for that That's fit chick now. in your life or for yourself. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Exactly. So you guys have a, a week, week and a half to figure out and uh, choose what you want. Get to yeah. rebellion. So I just wanted to point I, that out. I want to make sure we get that out there. Yeah. No, no thanks. Yes, well, right, I'm like, of course, I ask questions about everything else, and I don't even get to touch on your podcast that much. But I just want our listeners to know that her, the Self Love Breakfast Club, I listened to two episodes today. Just no big deal. But like, it's like, it's really, it's really good. So um, you guys Thank can you. check out her podcast, the Self Love Breakfast Club a good one so sorry i didn't touch on that a ton now that i think there's about a, there's it. a lot we, we covered a oh lot of ground <laughs> <laughs> yeah there's a lot <laughs> but yeah crystal thank you so much we so appreciate your time i very much appreciate your time as well and yes, um absolutely yeah, this is awesome for being yeah. here and um, oh josh it's your turn where can they follow us usually crystal i usually do this part <laughs> so i'm making josh do it this yeah. time where can you so yeah, so uh, on Instagram at Character Combine, Twitter at Sports Character, Facebook Character Combine, YouTube, you can find us at Character Combine uh, Media Vault. And that's pretty much it. We have LinkedIn, but don't bother. I haven't posted there forever. And 
we hate Snapchat and TikTok. I do at least. So don't bother there either. So there we go. <laughs> Not there. I tried. I tried. I, I was all talk and no action with the Snapchat and I just never got going. So <laughs> that's exactly it. So. <laughs> so thanks for having me, you guys. Thank this is great. You, Thank this you. Is awesome. Thank you so much. We appreciate thanks. it. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Self-Love Breakfast Club. If you enjoyed it, please share with your friends and tag us in your Instagram stories. See you next time. Thank you.